1: Off
2: track with Hinch and Ross.
3: Hello and welcome to another episode of this wonderful podcast that we all, we all, guys, we all, we all try and put so much effort into this. When the F are we going to get paid?
2: Um, like,
3: I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we do this to get paid. Like, that's not the intent of this, but like, right. it's, at one point it would be nice to
2: be a nice, yeah. To just,
3: make a little bit of money i'm not saying i like like money yeah like
2: yeah i I use it for goods and
4: services what about you Yes, we
3: know tim but like it it, to be honest you're the only person that makes money on this podcast so far (laughs) you're
2: the only one that's collected money from the podcast that's true so that's fair um yeah it's just this is
3: a
4: very specific jobs program
2: (laughs) yes one person um my best guess, Alex, is like uh, mid twenty twenty five. I think that's oh, when you'll get your first check in the mailbox, and you'll be very disappointed with it. But it'll come. Right. So right.
3: similar to IndyCar merch sales.
2: <laughs> <laughs> similar. So my, I don't know if I've ever told this story on on here, but my very first <laughs> IndyCar. I merchandise check so yeah. was so good i um so in 2011 i didn't have my own merch because i was a new guy in 2012 i was with a big team i'd go daddy's a sponsor let's go merch so signed up to this merch program that everybody has to like it's how it works any car but has to do the same deal and there were some delays in getting merchandise into the stores. So we like missed St. Pete, and I think it all got there in time for maybe the second race. But they send you checks, but we had like a couple keychains I think on the website and like some stickers at the start of the season, and then it wasn't until race 2 where the actual merch showed up. And they and so they they pay out your like cut of the merchandise sales quarterly. Right? Because mm-hmm. we missed St. Pete in Q <laughs> in Q1. I got my first ever check and it says like from whatever the company is. And I get it in the mail. I'm like, oh baby, first merchandise check, my royalty check for merch. Open it up. I am not kidding. It was 88 cents. It was not even a dollar. Mm-hmm. And so I framed it. You I think ca- I actually did you cash in? No, I didn't. I, then I got a couple angry emails from like the accounting department and be like, "Can you please cash that check?" And I was like, "No, I'm framing it and putting it up on the wall." It sounds it's a bit like, like, my like my wedding gift
4: to Alice. I was about yeah. to say,
3: but did you have you checked your bank account lately? Because I did cash that three dollars and twelve cents.
4: I told you not to cash it until the first. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so for did, Alex's uh, wedding gift, <laughs> I got him... Uh, I, I wrote a nice... What I thought was a nice little message in a card mm. that said, uh, look at you getting all married and shit. And then uh, a check for $3.12. In,
3: in Tim's defense, he actually... <laughs> Did send money, which was nice, but this was more the the fun joke. So <laughs> hey, you you tick both boxes. Um, so yes. Anyways, I bring up the fact that I would like to get paid for this podcast because for the second week in a row, I am feel like I am doing things that deserve getting some sort of financial compensation, and I say that because I'm sitting in a rental car in Sebring after i have been traveling for now hold on
2: yeah welcome back to america by the way
3: so 24 33 hours copy um, is my current my current travel ticking counter at the
4: moment i want to point out that again at any point you could have just been like hey guys just got married taking this
2: no, week off but here's like, the we'd thing fine like, with it <laughs>
3: It's tough. It's tough in the off season to have enough to talk about. So I figured 10 minutes of me bitching fills a chunk of the episode.
2: Okay. So, so hang on. I'm still a little bit unclear about what, because you said for the second week in a row, you're doing something that you think you should get paid for. Was the first, yeah. was last week getting married?
3: No, I was on this show. Oh, this in- show. Oh, yeah, got, yeah. It. got it, got it, His got it. It's
2: honeymoon episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> Yeah, you will eventually. A few more weeks of of complaining might be required, but one day, right. one day we'll get you there. Okay, um, yeah. Well, on that note, this is
3: more. This is more just a sob story for the people that listen to know that you know, despite our seemingly disinterest in the show, we still do care a lot about our listeners. The the it's true. Really have.
4: It's How true. much of a sob story is it? Like, oh, I had to come back from Asia on my honeymoon to go get in
2: a race car. Wow. I don't know. No, 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 no. The sob story is that, he's sitting in the rental car on his cell phone doing this show because it was the only time he had available okay. in between I mean, coming I home guess. from his honeymoon and getting into a race car. Yeah, Alex, Tim, shut up. We appreciate you.
3: What <laughs> uh, do you have to do today? Wake up and make sparkling water. Like
4: this is my this is my third time talking to James today. <laughs> actually, no, fourth because we had a phone call before a phone call. That's true. it has been true. a James heavy day, and I still went to the gym. So you know what? I'm feeling productive. Had a nice steam. Really, Dude, I didn't do that was, much. That doesn't count as working out. I mean, you I did half go an hour on the elliptical and, the and then I went. And the and steam. Like, oh, yeah. Big gym I did I left out the elliptical because <laughs> it didn't feel that impressive. Okay, I did the stairmaster yesterday. I was still feeling a little sore.
2: I yeah, decided I to, gym, to do the elliptical.
3: Sat there, had a coffee, got a smoothie. What's well, uh, the best part? I right. Around. You don't,
2: When you tell people you went to the gym, you don't break out, like, break down what your actual workout was. So you could just yeah, say I, just I went to the about... gym today. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, but also just go in the sauna and grab a smoothie and not actually work out. And I'm man, I, Tim's really been hitting the gym a lot lately, you know? Like, I, I,
4: I Tim went to, get to the get on gym Um, I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> That's proof that you need yeah. to spend more time in the gym. Um, So... Is that You've that, been like, traveling. Oh, for, that, oh wait, I do know what that is That's like the where you log your workouts It's essentially publicity. Instagram
3: yeah. It's essentially Instagram for your workouts So that you can brag about how great your fitness is Correct.
4: See, here's the messed up part The only reason I know that that exists Is because there was like some Russian dude That got killed in Ukraine Because he was like a higher up in the Russian army mm-hmm. And he was logging his workouts on Strava So they are like, oh we know where to get him And then like the head of Ukrainian intelligence Liked the post that said where uh. he was going on
2: his jog Love
3: that. I, I heard of a guy that got caught cheating via his Fitbit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because his heart rate was elevated at a <laughs> an at interesting a, at time of night. At an incorrect night. time, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, at an um, incorrect
2: location. Mm. Um, well, Tim, you know what? You beat me today then uh, because you, had, you made it to the gym. I did not. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. When you have been on the road for what feels like basically two months, and every time that I come home, I come home for like 24 to 48 hours. I'm currently on, I got back from Austin last night. I leave for Mexico tomorrow. Big if one guy. And I have had the busiest, I've had a day, man. It's just the busiest. When you've been gone for like two weeks and you just come home, you have 24 hours at home to like get stuff done. It is unbelievable how much stuff there is to do to just to like make it through life when you only have 24 hours to do it. It's very annoying. And Becky like sprained her ankle and is not very mobile at the moment. And so I'm like trying to be a good husband and take care of her and do more stuff because she shouldn't be walking around and and I got all this I have like a stack of mail this big to get through and paying bills and doing laundry and it's just it's life. I get it. But like I only have a very finite amount of time to do it. So I didn't make it to the gym today. And now I feel like bad. A finite amount of life. Or like, well, also that, right? But a fun amount of time to do yeah, life yeah. in this I given mean, day. For James, you only die twice. Amen, brother.
4: <laughs> At least twice. At least At twice. Least twice. Yeah. I might have a third one. <laughs>
2: we don't know yet. We don't know yet. This could be a cat situation. We don't know. You never know. Mm. Um, so, Alex, right. Thirty-three hours of travel in. Let's rewind thirty-four hours ago. You and Kelly are at the airport, about to leave your romantic and exotic honeymoon. Mm-hmm. At that point, how did you feel about things, like the trip? Um, not oh. like not like life. Oh, but.
3: right. Um, good, very good. Uh, so we 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 made an error. I made an error. Um, in starting the trip at the beach. I thought that that was the move because like, I don't know, you go to Southeast Asia, you're on an Island. Like the beach sounds nice. Like the beach sounds like it would be good. And it was relatively much closer to the airport than the other places that we were going to go to. We were landing pretty early in the morning off a long flight uh, post wedding. So it was like, instead of sitting in a car, hot car for several hours let's go to the beach at what was a very nice place still um and chill out there for a couple of days and kind of get our bearings and then make the trek into the, the forest if you will which is the the whole point of i think going to bali the the attractive part of going to bali kind of being up in the mountains there and and having the, the topography and the animals and and all that sort of thing um, but like i mentioned last week an infinity pool at a beach looking at an ocean is an infinity pool at a beach looking at an ocean. Like, right. You, you can get that in dirty, a in a lot of places in the United States that are a couple hours away from Indiana. So we were kind of like, yeah, no, this is nice. But like, wow. What a, what a journey for this. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, and then it immediately changed as soon as we went to hotel number two and then number three. Um, and despite it being a 17 to 19 hour flight plus call it a 24 hour, 25 hour travel day. Um, if you're not going to Sebring, um, despite that it's worth it. Like I would, I would go back. I wouldn't go back immediately. um, right? um, there's there's the world's a big place i want to see other places in the world um but it's 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 not one of those places that i've been where it's like yep take the box don't need to go again type of thing right so from that standpoint that was kind of a relief based on how the trip had started um and you know there's it's a relatively small island but a very diverse island in a lot of ways so there's a lot of different pockets that you can kind of check out that are not kind of at the beach um, and there's a lot of very special resorts kind of built into those various places depending on kind of what side of the island you go to um, so yes it was it was well worth the journey it was the first vacation I think in my life where I actually came back in a state that was I mean aside from obviously there's going to be jet lag but like we left more rested then, yeah 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 yeah. Like it wasn't what she did what you were supposed to do. needed to like recover from the vacation. Like right. we actually did our jobs, right? And used it as a yeah. time to like relax, reset. <clears throat> I looked at my phone like two or three times a day max. Didn't open my computer, like that sort of thing. So that was really really nice. Um and then yeah, um that was also the first trip that Kelly and I've taken in a really long time for that amount of time that was just us and there wasn't other influences, right. Whether that be, yeah. you know, a lot of vacations you incorporate into a race weekend or leading up to or coming off of, or
2: yeah. Or you go with other you're couples vis- or
3: like- you're, you're visiting other people or you're whatever. Right. right. Um, this was like 10 days, nine days of just, you know, one-on-one time, uh, which is good and it was great. So we had a good time. Um, and it also was another trip where it was like, Oh, I, I could stay. It's not like itching to go home.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, sure,
3: So yeah, yeah. very happy with it. Um, Very glad that we went. Very glad that we did it immediately post-wedding. But I'll I'll say something, and I never thought I would feel this way. And James, you kind of, you alluded to it before we all sat down for the reception. Like, I'll never admit this except on this podcast, but like, (laughs) I felt I'll never admit this again. So if you want to hold it against me, you're gonna to have to pull this up. But like, I felt kind of sad that it was over. Yeah, and, and I there was a little like a little bit of like a wedding withdrawal for the next 48 hours. I some of that was probably like the hangover, but like also like <laughs> the I crash. Was a
2: little
4: bit,
3: I was a little bit sad that like I didn't need to think about it anymore, and that like all of the PDFs and documents and stuff that I had been looking at for the three weeks leading up to it. It was like, well, those can go in the garbage. Like that's all irrelevant. And like the wedding planners who you were on the phone with essentially every day, like you're never going to hear from them again. Like all yeah. that, it was kind of a weird, like this huge peak and it was everything that we wanted. And then it's now you're, you're back to being almost like irrelevant. <laughs> if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, you had this, which was, well, you spent all this time, this massive buildup to this thing, and then it only lasts for like, call it forty-eight hours of the event, right? And you like, and then and then it's just done. Like, there's not even, there's no follow-up, there's no recap, there's no like, right? You know, you're not doing customer surveys afterwards and putting yeah. together a report on what went well and what didn't. It's just yeah. like, it's just over. Clock strikes, clock strikes, whatever. We're kicked out of the bar, and that's it. yeah, all done. Um,
3: but like, yeah, I and I mean that because it was such a, like an enjoyable thing. Like, I don't mean it where you, you know, you hear some people are like, well, all that effort for one night, whatever. And it was like kind of a, a blur and that sucked. It was more like, that was so awesome. Like you wanted to keep going type thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, all the yeah, people you sure. care about are there anyways. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my week. Um, I learned that Balinese food, not awesome um oh, okay you know it's it's very much your your what you would expect from your um kind of Thai food infused stuff but it's very rice heavy they don't I mean mm. it's all rice um they don't really do like noodles or anything there um it's all chicken or fish and it's fine like it's it's not even that it's 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 not, my cup of tea because it's like super flavorful and spicy like some people would assume like it's kind of the opposite it's very bland Hmm. and kind of just boring just almost boiled chicken and rice or boiled fish and rice with a couple spices and that's it
2: all right so you didn't find the local pizza hut
3: and i didn't say that
2: oh oh (laughs) Was there wait? Was there a chain that you went and, and had a meal at?
3: No, we didn't so much as that. But I will say that when we got to one of the resorts, which was very heavily American influenced, we ordered exclusively. I think it was Chicks fish and fingers. chips, yeah. burgers, margarita <laughs> yeah. pizza. Um, it was like spot the spot the Americans right sitting by the <laughs> pool with the double quarter pounder, fries, fish and chips, the code.
2: oh uh, man, yeah. So. Dude, I had I had a similar experience the first time I went to China. I was in Beijing, and the food was a, it was a it was a bit of a struggle. And like we tried to go out to dinner one night with a couple of people from the race team we were on, and like we went to this little place that was what we would have considered like, you know, the equivalent of a greasy spoon, kind of like family owned joint. They spoke no English. We spoke no Mandarin, pointing at things on the menu. We're just guessing, right? just guessing four of us were at this table and enough food showed up to probably feed 13 people. We were like, Oh my God, we have totally screwed this up. We would just started passing all the dishes around conservatively. Two of them were edible for any of us. So like we ordered 13 plates worth of food, four of us ate, two of them. It was were they shocking.
3: super offended that you left so much. Like,
2: I don't know. You- I'm just going to assume they were offended. We were in there in the first place. But right. so like struggled through this for the week, And then my travel for some reason was different. And like everybody left on Monday, my flight was on Tuesday for some reason. So I'm by myself. There was like, they had this like spaghetti bolognese dish in the hotel, in the room service that I had ordered pretty much every other night. And I was just over it. And I, I just went, I was out for a bit of a walk and I'm not kidding. I, there was a pizza hut and I was just like, no way. And I went in and I sat down by myself ordered a pepperoni pizza at a Budweiser and was like, oh man, it's so nice to be here. (laughs) I hated it. I hated myself for it, but it was not, it was not my cup of tea. Sri Lankan food on the other hand, which Becky and I discovered on our honeymoon in the Maldives, unbelievable. So like, Mm. I don't just need pepperoni pizza all the time. I mean, I do, but I don't, but I want it, but I will have it Mm. all the time, Mm -hmm. but I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. Mm. Anyway. Um, what was your actual like flight path. I'm curious getting back. That took Oh
3: dude, it hours. was sick. it was sick. So like we we went west both ways. So I legitimately
2: flew around, flew around the world
3: around
4: the world.
2: That's very cool.
3: Very cool. Um so was it round or flat? Very round, Tim. Very <laughs> round. And I re- and I know that it was round because when we took off from New York, obviously it was like, I think it was like a midnight departure, 1130 departure or something. We were exhausted and we passed out. And I woke up seven hours later or whatever. And we were like in France, over France. Like we had made a big chunk, right? I was like, like, we're, we're almost there type thing. 10 hours to go, bud. The amount of time that it takes to get from france through india blew my mind right which the reason i say that that it's round is because it's the fat part of the earth right and it's just like when you look at it on a map it's it's much further seemingly to get from new york to france than it is france through india but the whole thickness thing the other thing that i will say is the pacific ocean is big
2: a very large piece of water yeah
3: much bigger
2: arguably the biggest i think
3: Right, but bigger than you realize because you—I you, don't know—you just when you don't think about it, you're like, "Oh yeah, the Pacific and the Atlantic, yeah, they're they're too big." They're else. both so big oceans. Similar. Yeah. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Sure not. Not even. Not even Mm-mm. comparable. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a granddaddy. So yeah, I got uh, got re-educated on fourth grade fourth grade geography. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, flew flew around the world. At one point, That's we were neat. doing seven hundred nine miles an hour, which is pretty badass.
2: Gotta love a tailwind, baby. Hell oh, yeah, brother.
3: But <laughs> it's not I have to into say, turn one. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we're out of two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, very good. Very good. Very good trip.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40
0: a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it.
2: Well, hold on. on. I got one travel thing while we're talking about travel. So on one of my flights coming back, I'm going to write this book. We are going to write this book. There's going to be the off-track guide to travel and it's going to be a fun, short read, but it's going to be very, you know, to the point, very direct and educate some very inexperienced, also just borderline, no common sense humans.
3: Remind me to... Tell a story after this. Okay.
2: (laughs) So what we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum. One of the biggest pet peeves is like you leave in the order that the rows are right. So the people that rush up from behind and try to get, go jump off a cloud. You suck.
4: Yeah. The absolute worst people in the world.
2: The the worst. Then the other one that's tough is like, you're in row 10, right? But your overhead was full. So you had to go drop your bag and row 17, which I think is about what, normally it's like maybe row 12, but this guy had to go like seven rows back. Okay. So in that scenario, what you do, unless you're like literally fighting some crazy connection, which in this case, this person was not, you just sit in your seat. Like you sit, you wait in your row until you can work your way back without inconveniencing anybody else Mm -hmm. to go get your bag and off you go. This guy got up from row 10. I was in row 12. His bag was in row 17. I I'm, I was in the aisle, so I stood up. I've got my bag out. I'm in the aisle with my bag, as is everyone in every row, both in front and behind me. This guy just starts swimming upstream, pushing his way through everybody to grab this bag. And we're like, you've gotta be kidding me. So he gets all the way back to 17, which is just insane. <clears throat> gets his bag. And I'm like, well, he's not getting out any sooner because now he's back in 17. Nay, nay. He then fights his way with his bag through the traffic to get back up to his seat. No one in the plane's moving yet. The door is not yet open. Then he's like, oh, I gotta get my son's bag. And he starts walking back and I'm looking at him like, are you serious? Is this a true, is this actually happening? But, like, it's a flight like you can't react, right? Because, like. Ah, I've started <laughs> reacting. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, this might sound slightly douchey, but, like, this was a flight to Indianapolis. Got it. It's it's risky. It's risky to react okay, in, in that's fair. our position, right? That's fair. That's fair. And And the more popular the show gets in your position, too. So. I think I got some time. So, so I just was like, I just, I just bit my tongue. So this guy got back to, I said nothing. This guy got back to like the fourteenth row, and somebody was finally like, "Just stop! Which bag is it?" And so, like everyone was just looking at this guy, like, "Come on, buddy!" And so they, he pointed the bag out. So three rows back, they pull it out, you know, file it along over everyone's head to get to him. Then he's got to carry it the four rows back up to his seat, and he gets there, he looks at it, goes, "Oh wait, I don't think this is his." no and we're like oh my god oh my god oh my oh my god and then and that i I don't remember if we started moving at that point or if it ended up being the bag i think we started moving and we're just like just get me out of here and (laughs) then we get off the so they're obviously they go ahead because they're ahead of me i get off the plane and they're both just standing there him and his son are just standing there it's like they're waiting for somebody else they're not going anywhere they were not in a rush this guy was just that unaware as to how life works and like could not have inconvenienced more people in the stretch of row 10 to row 17 it was unbelievable i respect anyway, it i needed I to just get it. that i needed to get that off all my right chest. well okay, okay what's your story
3: so uh flying from newark to orlando today and yeah. um i had a lot of time to kill on airplanes so i got i'm deep into uh avengers movies marvel movies right
4: okay all right. so
3: much so that i'm like now filling all the gaps of the ones that i've missed in chronological order to make sure that i've got the whole 22 piece i
2: was gonna say it like 25 Story, of them?
3: well there's gonna be like 27 i yeah. i could i could go on a whole rant but don't get me started so i'm i'm a big marvel guy for the next like ten days until I took right. all these well, boxes I'm gonna Anyways. hook you up
2: with my brother and his wife because they've done the whole series I don't I don't, really care.
3: I don't really care that much like I'm doing <laughs> it out of order but I just want to just now yeah all the I want to see all the puzzle pieces I don't care if I know how whatever so long story short I go to the effort of purchasing uh, the volume 2 guardians of the galaxy that I missed or whatever buying it mm-hmm. downloading it Made sure I was all set for... It was like a two-hour and 15-minute movie for a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Like, good to go. And um, sit down in my seat. As soon as we get to 10,000 feet, open the laptop. Head- headphones have been in the whole time. Fire away. Meal service comes, eating food, watching the movie. I'm like 55 minutes in. Movie is playing. I'm j- I am had just finished eating. And I hear... So you're going uh, to Florida for work or business, or work or or pleasure?
2: Sorry, your headphones are in, your laptop is is out, you are watching a movie. Yes,
3: yes. And we are 55 minutes into this flight, and I have not acknowledged that this guy exists. I have not said one word to him. I have not made eye contact with him. He's dead to me. Like, he doesn't, whatever, right?
2: And Before uh, ever being alive to you, he's already dead to you.
3: Right, right, right. And I look... And I literally do this. I said what? He said he repeated himself, and I was like, "Oh, uh, kind of both." And he was like, "Oh, well, I'm go- I'm going down there for an energy conference. Um, I'm I'm doing a off-grid sustainable energy." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." Look back at the movie. I haven't hit pause on the movie. He's like, "Yeah, it is really cool. Um, I started this company 15 years ago, and at this point, I hit pause. I take an earbud out, and I'm like." uh-huh uh, and keeps chirping away for like four or five minutes and i'm like oh that's awesome man like good for you like and this is a an older guy so i'm trying to be somewhat respectful if this was a 23 year old not interested but like could be my grandpa so your elders yeah <laughs> talk today, right and then uh he's like oh so what do you do and i made i made the
2: error again guys you said marketing didn't you
3: I did. I did. I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this guy comes from a marketing background, doesn't he? He does
3: not. You, he does not.
4: Uh, but but he had questions whole, about it.
3: <laughs> the whole purpose of his trip to Orlando was to increase the marketability of his company. Mm. Because he's trying to scale it and, and get it bought out.
4: So now he's got questions.
3: Is, <laughs> his tech others up. and others.
4: I think we got to come up and maybe we put this so, to the audience, a profession that you can give that would just wait, guarantee no questions. So in Balmer. So
3: here's the thing. So he he asked like in what like areas of marketing I'm involved in. I'm like, "Oh, well, the NFL and motorsports." <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately at this point I'm like, I'm so f- screwed. They're like, I have to keep him talking. Like that is my only play here is to keep him talking the whole time. So I don't have to answer follow-up questions. So I am going into every element of my understanding of renewable energy, solar farms, steam, wind, nuclear, whatever, to have an intelligent conversation with this guy. Right. In order to not have to talk about what I do for a living. Um, and then here's the kicker. At the end, he gives me his business card, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, thanks." He was like, "Do you have one?" I said, "Nah," and he was like, "Well, send me an e- Like, make sure." You Add reach me on out. LinkedIn. Yeah.
2: No,
3: he was like, "Make sure you reach out," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure." And he's like, "Oh, well, you've got your phone right there. Send me an email."
4: Oh no. And I was like, "All
3: right." <laughs> and here's where my next mistake came. I uh. I signed it with a fake last name, but my email is. Your right. email
2: has your last name in it.
3: <laughs> I didn't realize that until after I signed.
2: How did you not realize that? Tired. Even I knew that. As you're saying it, I'm like, no, his last name's in his email address.
3: Well, yeah. So, so
2: has noticed? has Bob reached out yet? Has
4: he replied? Are you or? now taking over his marketing?
3: at the end he was like at the end no dude at the end he was like if you've got uh if you come across any stadiums that want to be uh cutting edge renewable let me know also if there's any athletes you know that want to promote it let me know and i was like "Mm, okay
2: i was was just gonna say how did you not spin this into a great marketing opportunity to help increase your company awareness indy car sponsorship let me tell you all about that (laughs) The other thing here, here's your here's your way out of the last name thing. You can hold up your ring and be like, just got married. You know, I took her name.
3: So. Oh, and I took her name?
2: <laughs> progressive. Did That's I marry
3: Marissa? Yeah.
4: Everybody knows this about Alex. He's progressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> new fashioned. And in yeah. the few minutes that we have left, uh, should we talk about racing or should we just keep this going on the skid about travel? Because I have some travel no. ones too. No, I don't know why people stop uh, using headphones.
3: We need to talk about. There was an IndyCar driver announcement, so we need to talk he about was. that. That I think, mm-hmm. usually, IndyCar driver announcements, at least to those in the industry, are very much like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like yeah, we've all we all knew known that was for coming two weeks. Right. This one uh, stunned me. left field. So left field. I have to say to whoever was involved, very good job on keeping that a secret because that was not leaked. No one had any idea that was coming. That was an actual st- general like surprise driver announcement, which was cool.
2: So, okay, we're, we're talking about Pietro Fittipaldi signs with right. RLL for the, the thirty car, and I literally saw Pietro on Friday and Saturday in Austin. Nothing, didn't even hint at it. So, as you say, well played to them. Uh, you know, for those that remember, Pietro did race in IndyCar a little bit uh, back in eighteen, I want to say was there seventeen, eighteen, um on and off uh had an oval deal at one point but uh excited for it, man great kid he's he's had a couple f1 starts for haas he's been the f1 reserve driver for haas for a bunch of years now and uh and, and it's great obviously that name is very well represented in IndyCar's history a uh, couple couple borg warner faces have that name below it so or same face a couple times um so it's great man and just like one of the nicest guys too like p50 is just one of the coolest dudes really really nice kid so uh yeah excited to have him on the grid next year have you raced against uh, him anything other than his stint I IndyCar? mean, other
3: than the few indycar starts that he's done no um so that really leaves not many seats left right so because Canapino was pseudo announced in a weird kind of thing that happened from a technical perspective with yuncos so right. the second car there is still maybe available but
2: well calen you know, had a contract so it was kind of up to the team oh yeah I think. james because because contracts are worth the paper they're written on yeah. um, touche it's just it's so, just interesting
3: that like they haven't announced that yet so it, it yeah, raises fair.
2: the question mark right like that is fair okay um carpenter still has correct. to make some announcements
3: correct graham should be in the 45, but that's not again announced yet.
2: No, uh, um, 15.
3: Sorry, the 15. My apologies. And then um, the two coin, coin cars mm-hmm. and a fourth car, right? Still rumored to be up in the air as well. So so you're yeah, saying I've got Ford a car. chance.
2: There's still a couple opportunities, none of them for you though. Damn, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you're testing at Sebring, more hybrid testing. Where, were they on track today? Like, are you coming in for day two of a test or like, what's the program?
3: Day, day three of three. Um, okay. so they were on track <laughs> yesterday. Um, obviously on track right now. So David is on track Monday, Pato today, me tomorrow. Uh, again, four cars. So one car from us, one car from Penske, one Ganassi, one Andretti. Um, it's really all about mileage still on all these components still trying to figure out what we're going to do from a um, regeneration and deployment standpoint, not only from the usability, but the limits, the levels, all that sort of thing. So um, we haven't made a whole lot of progress on that, but I will say that every time these things show up at a track, they're more and more reliable and there's more and more of them running. So that's a great sign. Um especially considering where we were even three, four weeks ago. Um so huge credit to Chevy, Honda, and IndyCar for making those steps. Um and actually today, like the lap times were not were not embarrassing. Um they were significantly faster
4: than which for you is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, embarrassing yeah, that, is that would like, be like a normal person saying something's fantastic, right? Um,
2: they were Alex like second, mystery. high, it's the second highest level of praise for Mount Yeah, when they when Alex
4: saw Kelly dressed in her, her wedding dress for the first time, his response was,
2: Meh. <laughs> no, his response was, I would.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying? Shut up, uh, fast cars, the cars are getting faster. Because I think Firestone uh, has made a pretty good step with the 2024 tire. So we obviously knew that weight slows cars down, weight affects balance. All these things are hard to correct. However, if we have a tire that produces more grip, you can counterbalance some of that ill effect. Um, So I think that that's maybe what we're seeing, which is really cool. And yeah, looking forward to driving the hybrid for my first time on a novel. So we'll see how
4: that there you
2: goes. go. There you go. Yeah. Um,
4: well, well since before I can't we, wait to before we, uh, yeah, before we wrap up, do we want to talk at all about anything that happened in F1 or was there NASCAR I, this weekend? I know nothing that happened in USC had an embarrassing football loss. Uh,
2: so yeah. no, what's embarrassing is that you pretended to watch like you care. About
4: I watch USC game. games. That's about the only sport, including racing that I do watch.
2: That's fair. What Um, what is
3: it, Fight On or whatever?
2: Yes. So, yeah. So, obviously, USGP in Austin uh, was lucky enough to be there, working with the F1 TV gang, which is always a ton of fun. Um, Huge crowd again. Not quite as big as last year, which probably down to the fact that the championship was over, like, a month ago, uh, officially, and six months ago, unofficially. Um. It was an interesting race because it was another track limits thing. So Max qualified on pole. It was a sprint race weekend, first of all, which are too much. They're too much. I can officially say it. I don't like them. I didn't really like them before. Now I've been to one and worked one. I really don't like them. Uh, the only thing that I do like about it is like one practice session gives them no time to figure their stuff out. And that can make things kind of interesting and throw in some mixed results. I'm sure the teams hate it, but it is what it is. Uh, but track limits came into play. Max lost pole on the Friday qualifying for the Sunday race because of track limits and in the sprint qualified pole one by 10 seconds. So it looked like it was going to be a bit of like a trouncing on Sunday, even though we starting sixth, but Claren, once again, did an incredible job. Um, Ferrari was on, was technically on pole cause Leclerc was second, but Lando's pace in the sprint race was very good um but so was mercedes mercedes did an incredible job with some upgrades that lewis loved george did not which will make you happy um
3: i don't want him to do that. i just want him to shut up
2: i'm just kidding um but then dude in the race it was it was so funny so max like started six. everyone in one no so like he wasn't really making a lot of progress at first okay he pits earlier, supposed to be a two-stop race. So he like pits first of the leaders, does the undercut. And it's a, it's a ish tire wear track just because that first sector is so hard on tires, right? And then like turn 17, 18, whatever. So gets everybody to come in. But like the Red Bull's better on tires. So like they can afford to have that longer stint at some point in the race because they're better, right? But Max was having some braking problems that he was reporting in and there was a moment so that the first pit cycle i think he came out second or something like he undercut everybody and like went from fifth to second or something but it looked like mclaren with lando had decided to roll the dice on a one-stopper and so max caught caught him passed him but didn't really pull away from him and Max hadn't done both tires. He started on mediums and went to mediums. So we knew he had to pit again, but Lando had started on mediums, went to hards. And the lap times were like, okay, he's got to make up 20 seconds and pass whatever other car. Like he's not going to pull out 20 seconds and come out in front. So he's going to come down, got to cut through some guys, whatever. We thought for sure they were trying a one-stopper and like, not just them, maybe a couple others as well. And so we're like bigging this up on the broadcast. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be tight. Like, I think maybe Red Bull called this one wrong, like super rare strategic error, blah, 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 all this stuff by not going to the hards Mm. in the second stint. Because like an IndyCar, that's the thing, right? Whatever you start on, nine times out of 10, you go to the next, the other tire for the next stop. Just so that way you're covered, just in case something weird ends up happening, right? So like maybe they made a mistake by not going to the hards and then like 5 laps later Lando pits, Lewis pits, everybody else pits. We're like oh. Guess that's why we're not uh, strategists for Formula 1 teams. Mm. So so he got to the front on an
3: undercut, 6th to 1st.
2: He got f- one spot on the first lap, went 5th to 2nd on the cycle and then just passed Lando. Because he's on the softer tires, because he was on the mediums, and I was on the hards. And then, yeah, just, but here's the thing he was, he had big brake problems. Lewis ended up being killer in the final stint because Lewis saved his second set of mediums for the end. And this had more pace than Max on the hard. Hards. Well, that's what happens when you have an illegal car. And then he got disqualified. So, yeah, I'm a bit... kidding. Well, the other, no. so, the, other, the other thing is so Leclerc did try the one stopper, right? So he ended up sixth from Paul. So obviously not ideal. And just, You know, like that sucks, right? You're just trying to take care of those tires, trying to make it last. He got frustrated on the radio at one point, all that stuff, all that work, all that heartbreak of going first to six and then still got disqualified in tech afterwards, which is hilarious. But like, I'm not laughing at him. It's just like one of those really bad going to worse kind of situations. Mm -hmm. But what did happen as a result of both Leclerc and Hamilton getting DQ'd after the race Logan Sargent's in the points. First point for old Logan
3: Sargent. Do you know what's annoying? Is uh, Prior to that, I matched. We were both 12th place American finishers of the USPP. Uh,
2: well, to be fair, he only finished 12th. <laughs> he got promoted to 10th. Yes. So, so I'm going to... I'm going to call that one still even, I'm going mean, to feel? I
3: think, I think he had better equipment.
2: You did. Yes. Yes. You were definitely in a much worse car relative. I don't think your card scored any points that year. No. How do we feel about that?
4: Like that going away from Michael Andretti now? Huh? Well, oh, Michael Andretti American was the last American to score, score a point, point in F1.
2: That's right.
3: Well, yes, but the point system when scott speed was racing f1 only paid down to six so it's kind of not fair because scott speed would have scored a ton of points if it was the current point system
2: that's not it's not apples to apples that's why things like career points earned and stuff like that doesn't work
3: oh tim's done
2: yeah as he
3: walks upstairs um it's about that time anyways it
2: sure is. Tim's already left, so we're going to take the opportunity to say goodbye to you without him having to chime in again at all. Alex, welcome home. I'm glad you had a good trip. Ah, oh, damn, it, he's back. Uh, hi, Tim. I, I messaged where I was going in the private chat. Irrelevant. Uh, have fun no, tomorrow. You didn't. In the car? No, yes, you didn't. I did. I can see it on here, sure. not not in the text. Um, have fun tomorrow. Kicks my ass. And I have fifteen sets of tires, so hopefully it's enough are you serious? You get 15 sets of tires. Yeah. That's so awesome. I was talking to Pato about this on the weekend. He was like, yeah, dude, the best part about it is they just throw tires at you. Yeah. You like, you like never do a third runner on set of tires. <laughs> no. It's going to okay. be awesome. Get to your engineering meeting. Buckle your seatbelt. Stop okay. driving while podcasting.
3: <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> <See you
2: boys. laughs> this has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off-Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask AskOffTrack on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. he's Alexander Rossi, and if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. track is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, we mean Phil.
0: At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365,
1: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment.